0: Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for tuning in to Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we're going to hear from Margie Mannix. She's the Vice President and Digital Editor-in-Chief for AARP, and she has some tips for tax season, especially now that the deadline has been extended. We're also going to find out what the 2021 class of Leadership Lackawanna has been up to, many things. And they're going to be starting up a new class soon, the folks we have here today with us will have all the information. Michelle Riley says there's still time if you would like to sign up for PA Sings. She's here to tell us all about it. But first, let's get started with Physician's Assistant with MedExpress, Dawn Webster. Biting insect season right around the corner. Dawn Webster, we are getting ready for a lot of outdoor time. Now we're going to be joined in the outdoors because it's that time of the year, our little biting friends come back. What do we do? So one of the biggest things we
2: worry about during the spring are tick bites. And unfortunately, they're very common. And they're even more common after a milder winter like we've had. What we want to watch out for is if we are outside, we want to try to uh, wear long sleeves, long pants, any exposed skin. We want to spray with bug spray. And Essentially, we just want to be very vigilant about checking after coming inside and and looking for them.
0: Now, normally we would think ticks might be on our animals.
2: And the other thing you have to think about is we treat our animals with flea and tick prevention. So if a tick does jump on them, a lot of times they fall off in our house. So sometimes we even get ticks on us without being outside in the woods or in high grass.
0: So we see one of these. What should I do?
2: If you're comfortable trying to remove it by yourself, you can. If you're not, definitely head to your doctor to an urgent care like MedExpress. We can certainly take care of it for you. But if you do want to try to remove it by yourself, the easiest thing to do, as long as it's an area you can see well, if not, you're going to have to have someone help you, is to use a pair of tweezers with nice, straight, fine tips. And you want to grab the tick as close to the skin as possible and pull it straight out. And they actually say now that if there does look like there's a little piece of it still in the skin, that we just let it go. We don't try to dig it out anymore because studies have actually found that all that digging and poking around actually is one of the things that leads more to a skin infection, which can actually be more dangerous than the tick sometimes. How
0: would you even know that it was there?
2: Well, that makes it tough. Sometimes you don't. So sometimes you're in the shower, you feel something and you're like, "Mm, I don't really remember that bump being there. So yeah, you would have to just kind of really feel the parts of your body that you can't see. And one of the most common places we find them is in the scalp. So it's really important to, you know, feel your hair and your scalp very well too after being outside
0: if you are able to remove it on your own, should you keep it and bring it to your doctor's office as well? So there's a couple schools of thought behind that. One of the
2: schools of thought is that if it can be identified as a deer tick, then you do have a little bit more to worry about in terms of Lyme disease, because they are the biggest, um, most prevalent carrier of Lyme disease. The problem is most providers aren't wonderful at identifying them. They um, look very different in different stages of life. So even if they don't look like a deer tick, it may just be they're too small and they haven't actually developed the, the characteristics that we're used to looking for. It can almost give you a false sense of security if you take it in and show it to the doctor and they're like, yeah, that doesn't look like a deer tick. It still could be. And even if it's not, it still could carry lives. So it certainly doesn't hurt But it's also not something you can truly depend on either. Now, there are places that you can send the tick to different universities. There's a school in Rhode Island that does it. I even believe Penn State does it. But you could send them your your deceased tick and they will send you an email that tells you the type of tick it is, if it's a male or female, how long it was attached. They can tell that by looking at um, the amount of blood that was in its body. I do think that there's a fee for that, but if it's something that you know, you're know you truly interested in, it, it certainly is a, another option. But in terms of making sure to save it or getting all worked up if, if you don't or you forget, it really isn't that big of a deal because we will treat you with the prophylactic antibiotics if we need to regardless of what type of tick it was or what
0: type of tick we think it was. And you were you're mentioning antibiotics. Is there something that we should put on us if we do happen to remove one, some kind of antiseptic or anything? Well, it is good to clean the area with either soap
2: and water, rubbing alcohol, really any skin cleanser, just to make sure and that's more to prevent a secondary skin infection just from the puncture wound, the bite itself. But in terms of Lyme disease, so if the tick is um, attached for longer than 36 hours, it can transmit Lyme disease if the tick indeed has it. In order to prevent that from happening, if it's caught within just a couple days of being attached, we can give you a one-time dose of antibiotics that will prevent you from getting Lyme disease if the tick did have it. If you're not sure how long it was attached... Or if you end up with any of the true symptoms of Lyme disease, then you end up getting tested and put on a longer course of antibiotic. So there are multiple
0: options for treatment. So let's talk about some of our other biting friends. We have mosquitoes and some people are allergic to them. So mosquitoes typically are harmless. Um, most of the time, they'll cause a red
2: witch uh, itchy welt at the, the area they they bite you. The most important thing with mosquitoes is to truly try not to scratch it because when you scratch it, again, you break open the skin and you increase the risk of getting a skin infection. So the most important thing with mosquito bites is really to try not to scratch it.
0: Are there things that you can put on it that might be able to reduce the itch? Yeah, absolutely. So there's multiple
2: over-the-counter antihistamines. There's antihistamine creams. There's also creams that have some lidocaine in it, which will help with the pain also. In addition to that, you can take over-the-counter antihistamine um, pills, which will help internally
0: reduce the itching as well. I've seen this in many different forms, whether it's a a bracelet or whether it's even necklaces or people are able to wear. And is that just wishful thinking or can things like that and certain creams or something uh, that you would put on your skin prevent the, the mosquitoes and keep them away from you? Yes. So most
2: of those that you're talking about, the bracelets, the necklaces, um, Those have citronella oil in them, and that is a natural mosquito repellent. It's actually a bug repellent in general. So by wearing those, you are going to help prevent the mosquito bites. It's not quite as effective for things like ticks. Uh, For tick bite prevention, you really want to use a product that has DEET in it, which is not a natural product. It's, It's more, you know it's more strong. Um, but for mosquitoes, for general mosquitoes, citronella oil should be fine in helping prevent them. Um,
0: actually quite effective. Now we'll move on to another biting friend, and those are bees and wasps. And they're scary, especially, again, some people are allergic. Right. Yes. So
2: most of the time, again, they are harmless, um, painful, but harmless. Um, But if you are allergic to them, then yes, it it can be very scary,
0: it can be very dangerous. And what do we do in that case? Because most of the time we don't know that we're allergic to something like that until we have a a sting. So if you do get this and you don't know that you have
2: any type of allergy and you're not having any of the scary symptoms, which are swelling of your face or lips, difficulty breathing, feeling lightheadedness, Hides. Um, if you're not having those symptoms, then you can try to remove the stinger. If you see one with tweezers, you want to apply ice. You want to wash the area with soap and water. And then you can use a over-the-counter either hydrocortisone cream or anti-itch cream just to help with the itchiness and discomfort. However, if you do have those scary symptoms that we worry about anaphylaxis with, then you're going to want to call 911. And take a antihistamine like Benadryl if you have it. Now, if people know that they have an anaphylactic allergy, they're going to have an EpiPen at home and they can use that. And still, they're still going to have to call 911, but they can use the EpiPen also. But if they don't have that EpiPen, then the most important thing would be to call 911 because the first responder that comes will have one and will be able to get that epinephrine started, which is the most important aspect in stopping that anaphylactic reaction.
0: And are there differences between getting stung by a wasp, getting stung by a bumblebee, getting stung by a honeybee? Are there differences in all of those? There are, yeah. So they're all different types of of insects. And
2: unfortunately, it's really tough to know, even if you are allergic to one, you may not be allergic to all of them. Um, some of them are no- notorious for having, you know, more painful stings. Um some, like honeybees, they say typically aren't going to bother you at all. Those are the ones that you don't even really have to swat away because they're not interested in you. Um, but the wasps, the hornets, those are the more aggressive ones. And those are the ones that I actually think can sting you multiple times and, and often will because they're very aggressive. So they are all different. But in terms of the anaphylactic reaction, most people
0: aren't going to be allergic to all of them. But unless they're tested, there's really no way to know. A lot of people may just like in a mosquito bite get a welted area. So would that be something that would be cause for alarm? Or is it when you actually get to the point where you have trouble breathing? So just a welt
2: isn't as concerning. Now, if you get hives all over your body, then yes, you're having a systemic reaction. but just one red spot in the area of the sting is pretty typical, and that's what we expect with a normal local reaction from, a, from an insect spider sting.
0: Anybody that I've missed? spiders,
2: we can talk about spiders. So like the other ones most of the time spider bites are very harmless. However, there are a couple of spiders that we do have to be you know more worried about, like black widow spiders and brown recluse spiders. Now, their bites are very very rare. However, they can cause serious um, problems. So, those are things that you have to be aware of if you live in the areas of the United States where those spiders live which unfortunately
0: can be in Pennsylvania when we're talking about the brown recluse spiders. And most of the time you would find those in the outdoors, correct? Yes. Just like their name says, the recluse, they typically hide from us. They do not
2: come they don't come out, they don't want to be bothered. So sometimes you will find them in places like wood piles that you haven't touched for a couple years, maybe in the back of a shed under a whole bunch of Old tools that you haven't messed with. They they go to places and live in places where they won't be bothered. So that's typically where you're going to find them.
0: And what do we do for those?
2: Well, if you do think you've got to find one of those, you do need to go and seek medical attention because unfortunately, their bites and their venom can cause tissue death. Um, ischemia is what we call it, and it can be treated. It just has to be monitored very very closely. So. It's one of those things, if you think it could be a brand recluse bite, you need to go to the doctor to an urgent care, wherever you can, and, and
0: show them and be monitored. So what if it's just one of the spiders that are kind of hanging around in the house, you didn't see him, and you walk through his spider web, and now you yeah. don't know what you've got? <laughs> what is so, stuff? Besides, it's the stuff that nightmares are made of.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> So you're going to want to clean it with soap and water. You can also apply a cool compress, some ice to it. And if you're not sure what type of spider it was, just keep an eye on it. A normal spider bite is going to give you a red, itchy welt. If it looks like it's getting infected, if it if the redness is getting worse after a couple of days, not, not better. If it's starting to become painful, um, more than itchy, then those are signs that you want to get it taken care of sooner rather than later.
0: Perhaps in the future, now that we've taken care of all of these friendly folk who like to visit us in this spring and summertime, uh, maybe one of the things we can talk about in the future is how you may think it's one thing, but it can turn out to be another. For example, you think it might be a bug bite, but it could be an indication of a skin cancer. Yes, absolutely. That would be a great thing to talk about. Thanks again to Physicians Express, Dawn Webster, with all the information on what we can do this season if we happen to run into one of those biting insects. And again, one of the ones we want to make sure that we are looking for, those ticks that can come in on our clothing right into our home coming up next. So you might be thinking, should I or should I not sign up for NEPA Sings? Well, Michelle Riley is here and she's going to tell you that you better hurry. There's still time, but it's coming down to the wire next on Special Edition. Now on Special Edition, Michelle Riley says EPA Sings, you better hurry up. Michelle, welcome back. We haven't had you here to talk with in a while, and you're wearing a different hat. Normally it's, the mo- <laughs> more, normally, it's the mountaintop rotary, but you're not this time. What hat are you wearing?
1: That's correct. This time, I'm here for an annual event that we have through Casa of Luzerne County called Nipa Things. It's an amazing contest that we have to showcase our local talent, give some prizes away
0: at the end of the day. Oh, we'll talk about those. Let's talk about the local talent first, because again, this is it's not the first year. This has been going on how long? This year will be number four. My second year actually being on the committee. And um, I'm so honored and excited to say that this year, once again, I will be a judge at the finals. Let's talk about getting involved. And at, at this point in time, People are getting involved, and what are they doing? So right now, we're
1: still looking for contestants for the auditions, which will take place on April 10th. And uh, they can go to luzerncasa.org to register. There's a link there to register so you can get into the audition. And then we'll have our finals on May twentieth at the Think Center. And then we're actually for the first time going to have a grand uh showing for the finals at the Garden Drive In on June twenty fourth, which will be exciting. Of course we have to wait till the sun goes down, so it'll be about nine PM when we show the film, but uh the gates will open at seven PM with some local entertainment, some food and lots of lots of fun things going on before
0: we, you know, before the sun goes down. Oh, well that's that is a big that- that is a big deal because being on the big screen, that's that's big.
1: <laughs> it is. I have to tell you, it is. And it's kind of worked out for the best. And, you know, COVID had a big play in this last year. We couldn't do the live uh, finals as previously done. So through the magic of Cole Creative, who jumped on board and put together this amazing film of the finals then we had over 10,000 viewers and you could see it on Facebook or YouTube or you know all those different social media avenues but now to actually have it on the big screen at a drive-in theater is even more exciting and Cole Creative just did an amazing job last year and it's growing bigger and better and I can't wait to see how they put this together once again this year.
0: Oh that's amazing and we'll we'll have you go over all that again so in case anyone is trying to trying to get their calendar in order for the summer let's talk a little bit about the auditions. How is that working this year? You said there's a date in April that they end so how do people do that? You will send in an audition
1: tape for the judges to review different set of judges for the auditions, um, for them to be able to pick the finalists. And again, once again, all of that information is going to be, if you go to luzernecasa.org to register, that all of the information is going to be there for you. So that is the best place to go if you're interested in auditioning. And the more people, the better. So we're really excited. We want more people to come and, you know, get involved and be part of this. And I want to say that this is a major fundraiser for Casa of Luzerne County. Right now we have over five hundred children in foster care, just in Luzerne County alone. We're only serving about ten percent of them and the goal is to serve all of these children in foster care. So it's a, it's a you know just such a worthy cause. We're looking for sponsors, additional sponsors at this time for NEPA Sings, um, and, you know, as well as the contestants. So and when you're ready to talk about that, I have some prizes that we're going to offer for our first and second place
0: winners, and for this year for the first time, a fan favorite as well. Let's talk about it then. We'll we'll come back to more of the competition, but people are maybe out there saying, I don't know if I want to get involved. So Michelle, give them some idea of what they might get. Absolutely. Our first place
1: winner will receive three hours of studio time At Republic Audio So I get to do some recording Which is, you know, everybody's dream When you're a singer, right? You want to do some uh, professional recording in a studio Also, dinner for two at Ruth's Chris And a show for tickets for two at the Kirby Of course, we don't know what those shows are going to be yet Things haven't been scheduled But they certainly will be Our second place uh, winner will have a five hundred dollar package to Mohican Sun Arena in a suite mm. with eight of their friends, their closest friends, eight. to really? a show, a show to be determined. Yet yeah, the show is not, you know, determined. Obviously, again with COVID, but uh, they will have five hundred dollars in a suite at the arena. And then our fan favorite, which is brand new this year, which the viewers will vote on, uh, will win two hundred fifty dollar gift certificate to Simon. And company
0: jewelers. So how about that? Wow, So bling! Month, right, we've got every you've got everything covered. You've got nights out. You've got bling. You've got everything covered. Let's <laughs> go back to the auditions now. And and I know you said it's on the website, but it's more exciting uh-huh. for you to explain to us. You make a video of yourself singing, and you send it off. And judges take a look at this. Uh-huh. And how many how many finalists do you have?
1: Well, I believe we're using 10 finalists once we get right down to the end of it. There will be 10. The finals will be held on May 20th in person at the Fink Center in Wilkes-Barre. What? That's right on South Main Street in person. In so, person. So, yes, that's Cole Creative comes in and does this magical, you know, just like you would see on TV on the talent shows. Co-Creative will do that, and then we'll have a little movie of it. The only thing is there won't be an audience. Pre-COVID, we would do it in person with an audience of approximately 300 people. But now, again, it's going to be in
0: person without a live audience being taped. Okay. How do you let the the uh, folks know that they're a finalist?
1: Oh, we'll certainly call them and, and let them know uh, so that they can definitely pick their time to come and uh, audition at the finals at the Think Center and then once again on June 24th is when we're going to have the showing on the big big screen at the Garden Drive-In.
0: Will you know who the winners are before and will they know that they're the winners before it shows on uh, at the Garden Drive-In?
1: No they're going to know on June 24th that's (gasps) when everyone will find out so it's really exciting to watch.
0: Oh, so you've got big screen and big announcement all at the same time. Absolutely. Yep. Keeping it under our hats for a little bit. Oh, and as a judge, I just have to ask you, pressure? A little bit, you know, because they're all
1: amazing. They all have such great talent, especially when they get to the top 10 that, um, you know, again, last year I was blown away and you want them all to win because they're really all definitely deserve to. But you have you have to really look at the performances and see who actually gave, brought it, who brought it, who gave their best performance. But lots of talent, lots of talent. So I love every minute of watching them. They're great.
0: And you're no stranger to that because you're also a singer and around town. And I, I forgot you were Judas. How could I forget
1: um, that? <laughs> that, was fun. that was the main, the best role I could have had it uh, ever asked for to do. It was so much fun uh, at the uh, Phoenix theater in Durye. Gosh, that's
0: been a couple of years ago already, Paula. I know. That's why I'm very excited to be able to talk with you because there are <laughs> so many things that are going on and we just have to hang in there And all of these things, I like the idea that you're giving uh, things away that are hopeful, Kirby, Mm -hmm. Mohegan Sun, you know, things like that. I think that's great. And I'm going to let you wrap it up, and I just need you to go over one more time the progression of how things go and those important dates, especially the big one in June.
1: Absolutely, yes. So contestants can go to Luzerne, casa.org to register. There is a link there and the auditions will take place on April 10th. The finals for those final top 10 contestants will be on May 20th live at the Think Center. And then we will have the showing uh, on June 24th at the Garden Drive-In Gates will open at 7 p.m. Food, entertainment, and of course, once the sun goes down at 9 p.m., we will show the movie through the magic of Cole Creative. They do such a great job putting it together. Um, so we're really, really excited. And, and please, please get involved. We really do need some sponsors. So if you're interested in being a sponsor, please, you can go to uh Nipa sings uh, Facebook page even to get some information as well as org. Wow,
0: I'm excited already. <laughs> and I think I take this it was my fault because it was the first year that I had actually been able to go, have a ticket and go and <laughs> then it wasn't able to be. So, it was my, my goodness. fault.
1: Guess what? This year you can come to the drive-in and you know, there's plenty of space for social distancing. Uh, people can stay in their cars who aren't comfortable or you know, if you're feel free to walk around. Um, with masks, whatever you, whatever you'd like to do and feel comfortable with work. Just excited to have people together. And it's like one of the first main events this summer in our
2: area.
0: Thanks, Michelle. And as she said, there's still time, but you better hurry up. Coming up, the Leadership Lackawanna Class of 2021 will be graduating in June, and they still have some projects that you can help with. That's next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Now I'm going to introduce you to Danielle Weinshak. She's from the Toby Hanna Army Depot and Vicki Hazuri. She's from Benko Dental. Together they are members of the Leadership Lackawanna class of 2021. That class already busy starting different projects throughout the community. Both Danielle and Vicki are going to talk about the project they're working on, as well as the other projects, and on all of the projects, they could use some of your help. Danielle, let's have you begin by first giving us a little bit of an overview. We've heard a lot about them, we know you guys are out there. Leadership Lackawanna.
3: So Leadership Lackawanna is Northeastern Pennsylvania's premier community leadership and professional development organization. There are six programs under the Leadership Lackawanna umbrella, and really, there's something for everybody. There's the core class, which Vicki and I are part of. Tomorrow's Leaders Today, which focuses on high school students. Leadership U, which is for college students. Welcome Scranton, which is a shorter program that just aims to familiarize people with all that Lackawanna County has to offer. The executive program, which is for senior leaders. And the brand new Leadership Fundamentals course, which is an online program for people that want to enrich their leadership skills.
0: Wow. Who knew? I mean, I've heard of Leadership Lackawanna and so many classes, but I didn't realize that there were all these other different. So I'm just going to have to get in here now and we're going to have to bring your, your compadre there, Vicki, in. And Vicki, how did you get involved in Leadership Lackawanna?
2: I've heard great, great things
4: about uh, the program from colleagues and coworkers and close friends of mine, and everyone always had a very positive thing to say about the program, uh, specifically learning leadership skills. And not only that, but networking with um, folks who are in the community as well and trying to learn about these leadership skills. So I wanted to be involved and I had asked my employer if I could join the program. So I was able to join this year's core program. Um, and we have met, you know, great team members, um, from all over. My employer, um, Banco, a lot of our coworkers have joined through the program through Banco. Um, that's how I decided to join because most of my coworkers had told me about it, what led me to question about the program and try to get involved. And the idea of the leadership program really intrigued me. I have found great things with the program. I recommend it to everyone I know. I've learned so many things from Danielle and from all my other team members. Just not only the leadership skills that we learn in our monthly meetings with the Leadership Lackawanna, but also just interacting and learning I mean, I'm not a market, someone from in public relations or media, and I've learned so much from Danielle and Sarah, who are my team members. I can't recommend this program enough
3: to anyone else. Let's talk to Danielle
0: for a second now.
3: Uh, Leadership Lackawanna is really a program that anyone can participate in as long as they live or work in Lackawanna County. Uh, A lot of people do come to it through their employers. Um, Leadership Lackawanna has tremendous relationships with employers throughout Lackawanna County, but... You know, the application window for leadership uh, core class, which Vicki and I are part of, opens in the spring. So if anyone wants to participate, um, they could apply. And then, you know, I do recommend going through your employer so because it's just a great way to engage their support. And really, if your employer isn't already engaged, get them involved in the really good mission of Leadership Lackawanna, which isn't just about training people to be good leaders, but really about giving back to Lackawanna County. Um, A fundamental part of the core class is a service project that fulfills a need in the community. So this year's core class actually has four incredible projects that are going to make Lackawanna County a
0: much, much better place. Oh, well, we'll talk about all of those and yours in particular in just one moment. But what if someone is hearing this now and they would like to find out more?
3: So anyone who's interested in Leadership Lackawanna can visit the Leadership Lackawanna website at www.leadershiplackawanna.com and learn about all six programs under the leadership umbrella, as well as our core class projects. And there's also contact information for the executive director of Leadership Lackawanna there. And, you know, all the information you might need to
0: either get involved as a participant in the class or just to support the incredible program. Now, Vicki, and let's find <laughs> out about the particular project that you're involved with.
4: Our team has been uh, able to team up with the North Pocono Public Library to create an outdoor learning space for the library. And the key component of this new space would be a beautiful gazebo that is to be used throughout the year. And so despite the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, the North Pocono Public Library still continues to provide educational experiences for all their patrons of all ages. And these would include children's story time, outdoor nature classes, um, as well as other events and programs that the library continues to uphold. Um, Our project will create a year round learning space for the library to support these programs as well as others in the future. Um, Unfortunately, you know, our project, like everything else this year has been affected by the pandemic. Uh, So fundraising opportunities are very limited and we're looking for the community to support and help us sponsor the project.
0: Now, how did you get involved with North Pocono Library? Do they look for you or do you look for them?
4: The community actually has to put in a request for a proposal for their specific projects. Um, like Danielle had mentioned, there's four different, program, four different, uh, sorry, four different projects rather um, that help each part of the community. And these associations would put in their request for a proposal for a project and they'd get elected by Leadership Lackawanna.
0: And I love the title, the North Pocono Library Gazebo, Book with a View. How cool. Yes. Uh, Danielle, can you tell us about the other three projects that the class is also involved with? Absolutely.
3: So our projects this year are, are really incredible and are serving big needs in northeastern Pennsylvania. So the project, the next project is working with the Boys and Girls Club of northeastern Pennsylvania. And that team is helping them develop a virtual outreach and programming capability So that no matter what the public health situation is this summer and this fall and even next year, uh, that incredible organization can can continue to serve their stakeholders. There's also a team working with the Keystone Mission, and they're trying to outfit a mobile outreach vehicle, which will be able to perform outreach services for Scranton's homeless population. The final team is working with NeighborWorks of Northeastern Pennsylvania, and they're trying to stand up a Hometown Heroes banner program to recognize military heroes from West Scranton. This is part of a much larger revitalization effort for West Scranton. And as you can imagine, it's something that's really going to bring a lot of pride to the community.
0: Absolutely. And we're familiar with all those organizations. So kudos. That is wonderful. Now, Vicki, you mentioned the fact that you're dealing with this project that contains a gazebo. So is the class going to build the gazebo Or are you going to be more of involved with raising the funds in order to get that done?
4: Correct. So we're more on the raising the funds part of it. We have looked for a gazebo that would be functional as well as aesthetically pleasing to go with the landscape of the library currently. So we've been researching and trying to look for different gazebo designs as well as what would be the most functional for that area. Uh, What we're trying to do is raise the funds and try to get the community um, support and involvement in trying to build this gazebo.
0: And if someone wanted to make a donation?
4: Uh, We do have a video that we have posted on the Leadership Lackawanna website. um, And there you can learn more about the project from our video, but also how to donate. Um, That website is com backslash project. Donations can come in at any time throughout our project.
0: Do you have an anticipated date of when the project might be at fruition?
3: Yeah, so our class graduates in June. So we have to have this gazebo fundraised and built no later than June. And we're really looking forward to the northeastern Pennsylvania winter ending so that we can start breaking ground and
0: and make this dream a reality. I've heard many times about the projects that Leadership Lackawanna gets involved with. I'll ask you both to give me your thoughts on this. Doing something like this with all the constraints of the pandemic—did you have any thoughts about saying, "Oh, maybe I'll wait. I'll join next time around. Maybe things will be different," or did you see this as more of a, a challenge? For me, I really wanted to do Leadership Lakawana this year for a couple reasons. Um, one,
3: because of the pandemic, I felt really moved to get more involved in my community. Um, it's been a, a very isolating year, and Seeing my friends and neighbors and, and just people of the community that I that I interact with, seeing them suffering in a way that I didn't have to really made me want to give back to my community. So this was the year for me that no matter what happened, I was going to do leadership. Um, as Vicki mentioned, we've had to be creative in terms of how to meet as a team and just in how to raise funds for this project. But I felt passionately that this was the year I wanted to do it. I was especially excited to get this project because not only am I a resident of the North Pocono community, but I was a kid who used libraries. I understand what an important need our library served. And not knowing what the public health situation is going to be this summer and fall, the library really needs the space to make sure that they can continue to provide educational programming to kids who might not be able to get it otherwise. Vicky?
4: I also joined for the same reasons. Um, I know there are challenges with the pandemic, but we have overcome those challenges by, you know, if we can't meet physically, we've done meetings over Zoom and we've met so many times as a team. And because of our creative minds and the way we meet, we're able to overcome those challenges. Uh, fundraising and sponsoring we've you know reached out to so many folks who are so receptive and so helpful and like Danielle has said there's so many challenges that you know our neighbors are facing that it wasn't an issue to to want to join it wasn't um, a question to join it was what can we do now to help and what can we do to make the community better for our neighbors and as a mom same thing. My kids love the library. We, do, we go to libraries every summer and I can only see, you know, even my own kids using this space to help them learn and to grow and just use the resources that the library is able to provide and be able to enhance that even further with this new space.
0: So what happens after you graduate from the class of Leadership Lackawanna? Well, there's a number
3: of options for leadership Lackawanna graduates to continue to engage with the organization. Uh, Our current team advisors are actually last year's core project members. And then leadership Lackawanna graduates can go ahead and join the leadership Lackawanna board. They also can just get engaged in what the other projects are doing. Um, all four of our projects this year are having to fundraise. And I know that we've all seen really incredible support from those graduates. So once you graduate, Leadership Lackawanna is not done with you. Um, you get in, they're never going to let
0: you go. Vicki, what do you plan to do once you graduate? I love our
4: advisor and I feel I've learned so much. Uh, it only the next step with would- Become an advisor or something close to it. Um, I know the resources that we get from them is so helpful. And um, colleagues of mine who have been past leadership core you know, members, I go to them for, for advice as well. And like Danielle said, I mean, you you always find someone who was a member, and I hope to be able to
0: lend uh, my learning here to someone who will become a member. Vicky, while I have you right there, I'm going to have you give us the. Once again, the rundown of your project and as far as how people can in, can get involved while you're doing your fundraising.
5: Sure. So our project is
4: going to be able to build a gazebo and a learning center for the North Pocono Public Library. Uh, we hope to build a beautiful gazebo that will help to further enhance and facilitate the current library programs that they offer to all their patrons. To find more about our project and to see our video and how to donate, please visit wwwleadershiplackawannacom backslash
0: project. And Danielle, once they've heard all about this and they're excited, and they would like to get involved, how do they go about doing that? And again, if you can run down those other the other projects that you have going on and how people might be able to help with those as well.
3: So again, Leadership Lackawanna has four incredible community service projects this year that are going to really make Lackawanna County a better place. Uh, our team, as Vicki mentioned, is working with the North Cokono Public Library to create an outdoor learning space. There's also a team working with the Boys and Girls Club of Northeastern Pennsylvania to develop a virtual outreach and programming capability. There's a team working with the Keystone Mission to help them outfit a mobile outreach vehicle for Scranton's homeless population. And a team working with NeighborWorks of Northeastern Pennsylvania to stand up a hometown heroes banner program in West Scranton. If our project doesn't appeal to you, I strongly encourage you to learn about our other projects and consider donating to them. You can do so at www.leadershiplackawanna.com slash donate. And there's an easy PayPal button. The only thing that a donor would need to do is make sure that in the special instructions of the PayPal interface, they just indicate which project they'd like to donate to. No donation is too small. And if you think that Lackawanna County needs to be improved, this is your chance to help us do that.
0: Thanks again to Danielle Weinshank and Vicki Hazori, members of the Leadership Lackawanna Class of 2021. Congratulations to all the members on all the projects that they're undertaking throughout the community for this year's class. And don't forget, there's still time for you to visit their website and make a donation. Now, before we wrap things up here on special edition, I'd like to take a moment to wish those who are celebrating Easter and Passover this weekend a very happy and blessed time. Perhaps you are breathing a sigh of relief that tax day has been moved. Many of the tax preparers I know are certainly breathing a sigh of relief because they've been inundated with questions this time around, especially concerning stimulus and unemployment and all of the things that some older Americans are also dealing with, maybe for the first time. That's where Margie Mannix comes in. She's Vice President and Digital Editor-in-Chief for AARP, and she is going to tell us how they will help you demystify the tax season. Margie, let's get started. When we're talking about all of the things that are coming up, one of the biggest is taxes. And with Everything that's happened the past year and into this year, so many people are going to be confused and a lot of people aren't going to be able to get them done as they traditionally have, uh, especially if they use Vita because uh, they can't sit down with the people like they used to. So what are you hearing about all this?
5: Uh, we know it's a very, very complex tax season. Um Older Americans that contact us has many, many questions. And so we are urging people to, you know, get help if they need it. There's a lot of help for low-income Americans. Double and triple check their tax returns. Make sure they're aware that they can claim credit on their tax return for stimulus payments. Um, you know, unemployment benefits. They might be, older Americans might be facing this for the first time ever. Um, they need to know that those benefits are taxable. So there's a whole lot of things going on making this such a confusing tax season for, for all Americans and especially older Americans who, I said, it might be, you know, thinking about these things or facing these things, frankly, for the first time.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that stimulus payment. Can you set us straight? Sure.
5: And In fact, um, are my economic stimulus payments taxable is one of the big questions that we are getting from our members and from other older Americans. The short answer here is no, those payments are not taxable. But some people are very, very worried because they didn't get their stimulus payments. I think in in IRS reports in Pennsylvania, about 6 million people got stimulus payments, but we have heard that about 10% of people across the nation may have missed a payment. Now they may have missed the payment for many, many reasons. I mean, you know, um, maybe you don't file a tax return, um, because of your income. We do know that we, uh, that some people in the second round, some of those payments went to inactive or closed bank accounts. Some people also had a drop in income. They might have lost their job. So maybe they didn't qualify for the first payment, but they do for the second one. So the only way they're going to get that payment is they claim it on their tax return. So if you, if you didn't get as much as you are entitled to, or you miss the payment, you can claim that missing stimulus money on your 2020 tax return. It's in the form of something called a tax credit, the recovery rebate credit. And I would urge people to file their taxes, really take a look at the worksheet that comes with the forms that walks you through the recovery rebate credit. And you really, really, you've got nothing to lose to, to do this, because it not only might reduce your taxes, but depending on your financial circumstances or your income, it could produce a refund. So you really need to take advantage of this if you have missed a payment or you didn't get the amount that you were entitled to.
0: Margie, what I'd like you to do here is set us straight for the things that might be scams.
5: There's a couple big ones. One of them is a perennial one. Um, the IRS uh, called you and this has happened to my mother recently, the IRS calls and says that you owe back taxes and then they threaten you with arrest or jail. And it's a very scary thing for older Americans to receive. I know my mom was you know thought it was for real and I'm like, mom, that's nonsense. It's ridiculous. The IRS does not call you and threaten you. If for some reason you owe back taxes, they will send you a letter. And this happens everywhere and you know the scamsters ratchet up that scam during tax season. The new twist this year though is that we are hearing from older Americans that someone else is applying for unemployment benefits in their name. This is identity theft, pure and simple. And these older Americans we've heard from are shocked and surprised when they get the form, It's the form 1099-G that says you have collected unemployment benefits this year. So that's one thing that we are definitely concerned about. And we want older Americans to be aware of this. Um, and make sure that they are not, you know, giving out any personal information. If someone calls you on the phone, do not give out your personal information.
0: IRS.gov, would that be a good place to start if they have questions?
5: Yeah, you could IRS.gov, yes. And we also have gathered all of our information. We've done a ton of, of articles and um, educational pieces that will walk people through um, how to uh, claim the recovery rebate credit on your tax form. Um, some of the extra help for people over 65 this year, they can, you know, claim a higher standard deduction. We have many, many tools and many, many articles that can help cut through the clutter and demystify this entire tax season. They need to go to www.aarp.org slash taxes.
0: Now, what if they don't have access to internet?
5: They are members, they're regular uh, They do get our publications and we have information there. We also have various state offices. If they have questions, they can call our state offices and they can uh, refer them to help. But there's many, many places out there. Um, and I would encourage anybody that works with or our family member, your grandmother, their parents, aunts, or what have you. Um, if you do have, there's a lot of help and, and places that you can go to find information on the internet. Maybe you can get a younger person or someone who's more tech savvy to help you, but you can also call our state office.
0: Margie, what would they look for if someone decides that they are going to have their taxes done by someone else?
5: First of all, if, if, if the older American is, has a low income, they should turn to a place like our wonderful program, the ARP Foundation Tax Aid Program. If you have an adjusted gross income of less than $72,000, you can get free help through that program. The IRS also has a free tax file program, and there's a number of organizations around the country um, that can help you with this sort of thing. If you make less than that, you can get help. And these are services that have been, that are, are, that are quite wonderful and authoritative and extremely helpful. Uh, the tax aid program, for example, has many, many options for people who don't want to come in. Now I have to caution there is limited availability there this year because of the pandemic, because of local restrictions, because of volunteer availability. We are asking that people schedule an appointment. And uh, we do on our website have the tax aid locator. So there's plenty of places they can go for wonderful help and assistance during this tax season.
0: What should our listeners know when it comes to taxes, especially this year?
5: Uh, Stimulus payments. If you you miss a stimulus payment, you can claim it on your tax refund. If you're 65 plus, make sure you take that um, extra standard deduction and just double and triple check everything because it is so confusing this year.
0: Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories.